With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We wake up every day saying, how can we make this show better than the day before? Because we're lead pipe wielding professionals. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Show. What? Show. Hello? Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. But if he does this and he plays, there's no other way to put it other than, oh my God, Tiger Woods. Tiger, 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 Tiger Woods show. All right, be careful. I don't want to slap anybody. Earlier on the show, ESPN college basketball analyst, Jay Billis. Mississippi quarterback, Matt Corral. Former NFL executive Joe Banner. Coming up, New York Post columnist Ian O'Connor. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. We just got a phone call from uh, Joe Banner. Great chat with a longtime executive in the NFL talking about what the Saints-Eagles trade may mean for both teams and what... The Deshaun Watson signing may mean writ large for any future quarterbacks who want fully guaranteed dollars. We spoke to Matt Corral, who could be one of the guys that the Saints is looking at right in the middle of the first round of the draft. We just had a chat with Matt. Jay Billis called in an hour number one to talk about the NCAA tournament that just uh, was fantastic. Just an incredible uh, month long of college basketball from conference tournament play all the way through to last night. And then we heard... Uh, from Tiger Woods today, he's going to try and give it a go. Oh, my goodness. Unreal. So, um, I guess um, if you're a team that's down, say, 16 and want to win a national championship game or you're coming back um, like Tiger Woods is coming back, I guess if any of you guys want to come back from something, it's your lucky day because Jim Nance just called into the program. <laughs> he is one of our favorites, one of my favorites, uh, one of the uh, the greats, uh, Jim Nance here on the Rich Eisen Show. How you doing, Jim? Hello, my friend. It's good to be with you. <laughs> right back at you. I guess it's comeback week <laughs> right in front of you. Yeah. Unbelievable. It sure sounds like it. It sure sounds like it, doesn't it? I mean, last night was uh, – it was. it's still playing on a loop in my head, if that makes any sense. It's still so fresh. I'm in Augusta now, but it just still feels so raw. You know, I got barely any sleep and already been out uh, – to Augusta National, but I'm still, I have this every year on the immediate hours and the transition from the championship game uh, to Augusta. It's you just kind of, you've been so tethered to the tournament for weeks. You've called, let's see, six, nine, 12 games during the tournament, including the final four. And you, you just, I'm trying to like pull away from it, go over here to this little golf thing. 
Uh, but <laughs> what a night! What a night! I know. And then, uh, I, I mean, what 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 did Bill Self say to that team at halftime? Huh? I mean, you could see they came out, and and you know, you guys nailed it. And you know, Rafter is talking about going high low. That's exactly what they did. You and Grant Hill were right on top of it, as well as it was unfolding. Um, what 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 do you what do you think Bill Self said to that team? last night jim i don't know i asked him that uh on on the podium that was my first question right. and he he didn't have much to say about what 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 he told them i'm sure there probably were a few things that you know, he didn't let in um but this was a seasoned team and they'd had a recent experience where they turned the switch at halftime in the elite eight against miami and maybe there was a reminder there uh, it's interesting you think you've got every single conceivable angle covered and so much of this is just in my head on recall but when we're at halftime uh grant just said if they come back a little bit on carolina the tar heel kids are going to have you know could potentially have in their head that baylor did this to them so it might be a different approach in the way that you come back Mm. but psychologically the impact that oh my gosh they're making a move. We've been through this, and we let somebody come from 25 down to tie us and send it to overtime, ultimately prevailing. But they've been through that recently, and he foreshadowed it. That wasn't on the air. We brought it up, though, when we got it back after the earning of the halftime, guys. And I think there was a little bit of that confluence. Carolina had been on that side of it, relinquishing a big lead. And uh, hold on, I've got my uh... – thank you, man. I got my drive-through. Just came came to me. Life on the road. <laughs> what, what's for lunch, Jim? What do you got? What's for uh, lunch? Well, you know, I landed here. Uh, there was a little bit of weather, but we got out pretty quickly in New Orleans, and I landed here at three fifteen. Yeah, and and then I got to the house, and I was so charged from the game, I didn't unpack and really go to bed till five this morning. Unbelievable. So I just stopped at a good old. Double D, pick up some coffee and some wake up wraps. <laughs> we know a dance runs on. on. Run. You know, I, I ran out to the course and then they, they they blew the horn, so I basically got there and turned around. And uh, now I just said, "Hey, I'm going to go have breakfast." <laughs> A tradition unlike any other. It's a tradition. It's a new. It's a new tradition unlike any other, Jim. (laughs) It is. I like that. Thank you. So true. So uh, good morning. Good (laughs) morning. Jim Nance here uh, on the Rich Eisen Show. Uh, Before we do uh, move on to obviously the uh, the big story at Augusta National that's going to be right there in front of you. Uh, the the big story that uh, you just put in your rearview mirror being Coach K's final game as head coach of Duke and you and the rest of the team just absolutely crushed it. I mean, uh, you 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 got me right in the gut when I'm sitting there watching and you're saying, <clears throat> is this the last time that he's just huddled with his team? And it, it did turn out to be that way. What was that like for you, that perspective? Uh, again, you, you play so much of this stuff in advance like an athlete tries to imagine and envision a successful moment, you know, for us in broadcasting, we try to see all these scenarios and wonder how we would react. Cause I don't script things. I have things floating around in my head as far as where I might drop in a piece of information, but most of it is feel and instincts. 
And the movie, though, that was going on in my head as I followed Duke first and second weeks from Greenville, South Carolina to San Francisco, and this team was evolving and getting uh, wiser and older as, as each game passed, I kind of thought this, this just might be their, their moment. I thought he might ride off into the sunset with the championship. But, you know, I know sports doesn't always follow those, those kind of preconceived notions. And uh, I was well aware going in that there's every one of those games that it could be the last. So uh, it, it was Saturday night was epic. Uh, I mean, it for sure North was. Carolina to do what it did four weeks apart. <laughs> and, uh, it, it's, um, it's inconceivable if you go back five weeks ago. And somebody would tell you that, hey, Carolina's not only going to win next week at Cameron in Coach K's send-off, they're going to beat them at the Final Four and knock them out. Uh, yeah, okay, I believe that. <laughs> uh, but it was, you know, it was just raw. Again, uh, we just, uh, we're in the reactionary business, and, and that was a moment that uh, it was kind of hard to, to get your mind around that he was walking off that floor for the last time, even though you knew it was coming. You know, and, and we make so much in our business. We hype. There's hyperbole. There's exaggeration, however you want to put it. But you could make the case that was the biggest rivalry game in any sport ever because of the history between the two, the coach who's on um, one of the benches, and the fact that it could be his last game. You could really make that case. I mean, I was talking about Bears-Packers in the NFC Championship game or Yankees-Red Sox in an ALCS, but neither of those matchups involved somebody of Coach K's stature and um, and potential, you know, final game. Um, you could make that case. That was the greatest rivalry no, setup ever. No, I think you could make that case. No question you can make the case. I think you can actually close the case when it comes to college basketball. Uh, that way you transcend the college game and try to take it to other sports. You know, I'm sure people have their own view of it, but here's the way I look at it. Coach K was the face of college basketball since he won his first championship in 1991. Of course, he backed it up with a win the next year, which absolutely solidified his stature in the sport. And ever since those teams of 91, 92, and the Leitner and Hill and Hurley group, Duke became either you love him or hate him. But Coach K was always the, the, the constant. He was always the one that was going to be there. The players could change, but he's still there. Now, how many figures in sport, you and I cover them all, especially you, how many of them could you say have been the face of their sport yeah. for the last 31 years? Now, I've had this. It's not even a debate, really. I've had this discussion with some people after I first raised it. Take Tiger Woods here. This is the 25-year anniversary this week of the win for the ages. So I'll say Tiger is unquestionably the face of golf for the last 25 years. Now, in and out of that, there are stretches where, of course, he wasn't able to compete because of injury, etc. But we'll give Tiger 25 years. We'll give Brady 20 years, even though Peyton Manning, you could argue, was in there as well as the face of the sport during a lot of those years. Or you could say Bill Belichick, but, you know, you're going to top that out at about 20 years. So where do you turn? LeBron, uh, a long time, but it's not 31 years. Kobe, it's not even, you know, 31 years. Uh, Where do you turn and say anybody in the American sports landscape has been the face of their sport 
for 31 years, and there is no one other than Mike Krzyzewski. So that was part of what it was like saying goodbye to that. Mm. This is spanning generations. I feel so fortunate that you know I know him, uh, know him well, and I got to call all of his championships, and I got to be there for a lot of his highs and some of his lows where they didn't win the title or they didn't get to the championship game like like this year. But uh, college basketball will miss him. I mean, he did a lot of things to make uh, the game great. And uh, I I, I got to say, he rallied this team. Uh, sure, they were a two-seed, so they weren't a Cinderella. They weren't an eight-seed like North Carolina. But uh, I think a lot of people felt going into the tournament after Duke beat them and then Virginia Tech beat them in the ACC tournament, I think a lot of people thought they might be an early knockout. But they made it to the Final Four, and hats off. I want to just say this before I move past it. Hubert Davis mm. is going to be, I think he's going to be a legendary coach. And I, I was just inspired by him being around him this weekend, having a chance to have some face-to-face chats with him and to hear the way he handles his team and the way uh, his philosophy works in basketball and in life. Uh, I, I know this is a hard one for the Tar Heel Nation to get over. Uh, I, I, I've been there on that side as a fan. Uh, actually, the same date, April the 4th, 1983. Mm. My beloved Houston Cougars, there's mm. no team that means more to me mm. than that Houston basketball mm. program. But we lost on April 4th in 83 to North Carolina State. Mm. And I'm going to tell you, Rich, I'm not over it. Okay? <laughs> I'm it. not over it. <laughs> I'm, I'm truly, I'm not trying to embellish it. I am not over it. I was there in the pit in Albuquerque, and I know it was, I know it was 39 years ago, but it still hurts. So um, the thing is, after meeting with Hubert, you know, he, he's got North Carolina basketball back to relevancy. I mean, it's hard to imagine you could even say that. And I can just see there are going to be great things to follow for him. This one stings today. It's impossible to kind of let go of it uh, because you had him down 16. You had him 15 at halftime. Um, and that's jarring. But he's going to do great things. Jim Nance here on the Rich Eisen Show, kind enough to call in as he's on the fly, figuratively, after flying from New Orleans to uh, Augusta National, um, where um, what a week we have all set up, Jim. Um you you were the one who was, if I'm not mistaken, <clears throat> you chatted with Tiger Woods on live television on CBS at the Genesis Invitational here in yep. Los Angeles on February 22nd, 2021. The next day is when Tiger had his uh, car accident. And now here we are on April 5th, you and I talking, and Tiger Woods has appeared at the Masters, has gone through several practice rounds. He said today, as of right now, looks like I'm playing I, I'd just give it to you to put this in, in perspective, Jim Nance. Well, you can imagine the whole world is on watch here. We've got bad weather today. I'm not sure how much he would have been out there anyway. The course is, is shut down. There's even tornado warnings in some of the neighboring counties, and uh, it's coming down hard. Uh, but that's fine. He, this was not something he was going to be out today marching around. If he was going to do anything, he might have played nine holes like he did yesterday. But, uh, yes, I had that sit-down in the tower live at Riviera. He was supposed to be there for like 15 minutes. He stayed for 45 or 50. And then um, a few weeks ago, I went down to Florida to spend some time with him and tape an interview that will air this weekend. Mm. 
at one o'clock Eastern, uh, Tiger win, Tiger Woods, the win for the ages 25 years later. It's an hour that leads into the live final round broadcast. And I think it's fair to say, because listen, I've known him since he was 16. You, you're going to see a side of Tiger you've never seen before in that hour. And he's got uh, an air of nostalgia and he's very open hearted about that week. And, uh, he was just outstanding and gracious. And uh, I love that time with him. And again, I was down in Jupiter. This was after the Genesis. And, um, I got no indication that what's about to unfold here was in the offing. I did that? not get the sense that he was going to play here. How about that at all, huh? Yeah. And I mean, honestly, Jim, the last couple of days I'm seeing the photographs of his practice rounds. I had to make sure that these weren't just photographs from the last two, three, four, five, ten years because he looks the same, the swings the same, the, the you know the pardon me the patrons the gallery or it's the same. It's I can't believe this. I, I'm I cannot believe this. I what 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 would even can I can't even compare what it would be like if he's wearing red on Sunday, and you're you and uh, Sir Nick Faldo are calling a possibility of this happening because he said today on your flight in. I'm sure you saw the soundbite. Can you think you can win it? He said I do, and didn't blink. Yeah, no, yeah, I was I was here. You know, like I said, I I, I saw it. Uh, he was asked about that that he only ever competes if he thinks he can win, and he says uh, I think I can. <laughs> and it was interesting. He did say this. Uh, it's my concern's not about hitting the ball. I'm hitting the ball fine. It's about the walking. And it's a very hilly course, an extremely hilly. And you hit a lot of shots off a of side hill lies. So it's going to be about the wear and tear and what the powers of recovery are going to be after you play one round and you go into the next. And, of course, it builds. And there's no rest when you're going 18 holes and you're hitting balls to warm up. And But it's the walking it's interesting. He had talked back at Genesis, and, and that was in mid-February, that he didn't have the power to hit it out there with today's guys. He says, you know, I'm like a weekend warrior, I think is how he described it uh, on our air. And today, though, uh, he said, hitting the ball is not my concern. And he played with my man Freddie yesterday That's and right. Justin Thomas. And Fred said that, that Tiger, his length, he says, Justin is not the longest guy in golf, but he's one of the longest. And he said, um, he's out there hitting it at the same distance as Justin on, on, on every hole. So uh, it's not – so he, he's got – listen, the day I saw him, we delayed when we were going to meet until 11 o'clock because he had a workout. And when I saw him, you know, for the first time that day – I said, man, how you doing? And he, he said he had been up since, I guess, 6, and he said he'd gone after it hard for four hours. Hmm. And, uh, you know, he, 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 they, they cleaned up and got dressed for the interview. But when I saw him, I said, well, what, you know, how fun was that? He said, not at all. <laughs> none. None. You know, I, he, the point is, yeah. <laughs> uh, take, take me, for example. Man, I need to be working out for four hours in – in, in over the span of two weeks, you know, he's doing this, he's doing this every day. He's doing four, five hours and he hates it. I hate it for 20 minutes. Okay. And he hates it for four hours. Uh, but 
this guy is, uh, he's just different. I mean, he is, this hunger to be great, uh, there's just no one like him. And I, I listen, he's not coming out here to shoot 100. You know, he, he's, he's not going to come out here and do anything crazy. I had a couple people say to me in New Orleans, geez, you, you think he'll break 75? I said, yeah, yeah. Sure, I do. It's Tiger Woods. <laughs> so, um, yeah, yeah you know, he's not going to come out here and shoot a million. It's just not possible. Well, so I'm uh, I'm, I'm excited. I, I I I know he's going to take all the attention off everybody else in the field. Now he doesn't have. He's got one advantage, Rich, and that is he's not playing with people having high expectations. So. You know, like if he makes the cut, people are going to look at this as a monumental achievement, and it is. Tiger's going to look at it like, again, I'm here to win it. But meantime, I'm watching all the press conferences today that are going on in the clubhouse. And, uh, folks, we have uh, Justin Thomas with us. Justin, thanks for joining us. Okay, first question, uh, Doug Ferguson. Yeah, Justin, good to see you. What about Tiger? You know, like, <laughs> nobody gets asked anything about themselves. You know, bring in anybody. John Rahm's here. World number one. John, great to see you. Can you believe Tiger's playing this week? And, and, and like, they love this. It's, unless they win the tournament, they're not talking about them. They won't love that. Right. But I think it frees up a lot of people weirdly. I think it gives them a chance to go out and be under the radar. Maybe Rory McIlroy more than anyone. Put that one under your hat and think about that for a minute. He could come in here with all of this. I mean, because Tiger, he's not asking for it, but he has sucked the storyline all the way alone onto him. And meanwhile, you got McElroy here with a chance at the career Grand Slam if he wins it. And it's been a burden for him to be asked about this for whatever it's been the last six, seven years since he's had a chance to come in here and, and get the last piece of the puzzle. Well, now he's coming in here and hey, he's not sitting down and people are asking about the Grand Slam. They're asking about Tiger, so I, I think it. I think it frees him up. Jim, I cannot wait uh, uh, to listen to your call and the rest of the crew. And um, thanks again. I, I, I feel like I'm holding you from your 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 hard earned meal. Um, so thank you. It's, it's, it's I, going well. I can microwave it. We're all good. <laughs> life. I got a couple of wake up wraps here. I'm about to sink my teeth into. Fantastic. My, my first meal after the championship game, so uh, I'm going to savor every bite, and uh, I savor every second. I'm on with you, pal. I'm not back joking. At you. I love being with you. I, I, and I cherish it as well. Thank you for the call, Jim. Have a great call this week. I will be thinking of you and, uh, and that tower, and you soaking in every last one of this moment that I hope lasts till the last hole on Sunday. That would be incredible. Thank you, Thank for you the, pal. Thanks for the call. Loved it, Rich. Thanks. Man. Right, right back at you. That's the, the great Jim dance here on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's take a break. When we come back, um, Ian O'Connor with his thoughts on Tiger and Coach K. That's next right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. 
improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, and my apologies to my next guest for being late. Uh, Jim Nance called in. We were trying to land him for tomorrow's program, and the answer came back, how about now? So we said yes, and uh, Jim was uh, kind enough to, to call us coming in from New Orleans to Augusta National, where Tiger Woods says he plans to play. And a man who wrote the book literally, figuratively, on Coach K and has been uh, covering uh tiger woods for many a moon wrote a book about arnie and jack back in his day as well from the new york post author ian o'connor back here on the rich eisen show how are you doing ian hey rich i have to follow marissa tomei that's a, that's a tough act yes to you know what and nance too it went nance <laughs> and, and then and nance, right. yes and then we played an archival uh of a video of uh of marissa tomei and now you ian o'connor but we think you know the third time is the charm let's put it that way how does that sound sounds good sounds okay good so how do you think what Coach K is handling the last 48 hours, 72 hours. Well, I think he's probably just trying to figure out exactly what he's going to do here. He's been running teams and assembling teams since he was 12 years old in Chicago. So for 63 years later, to not have a team to, to try to fix, to try to piece together, to recover from, to lead – yeah, I, I think he's probably a little lost, for one. I don't know how he felt about last night's result. I, it would seem to me that if UNC wins, well, at least we lost to the, to the championship team. Uh, but losing, well, now they felt the pain that we had to feel twice, once in Cameron and, of course, in New Orleans. And, and maybe you would want that for your chief rival. I don't know. Uh, it's an interesting thing. I think on Truth Serum, I'd like to hear his answer to that question. But I think I think the overriding thing is just not having a team anymore to to lead is probably a really foreign thing he's got to deal with right now, really for the rest of his life. I asked Jay Billis in the first hour if there was any chance at all that the 
speculation just and and there it's totally unfounded there there's doesn't seem to be any smoke or fire at all it just it, it's just a bunch of people thinking that the way it all finished up that he loses to Carolina and Cameron for his final home game on campus and then he loses to Carolina in the first ever meeting between the two storied programs in the final four that he just wouldn't be able to walk away from it you're laughing and billis said no way and then he took a broadside at saying that if he ever did it he should break he should do it at a time most important to tom brady because brady unretired during the selection sunday bracket show that he was on on espn so that was an interesting answer from jay what do you think you already laughed you already laughed about it right well i I, i'm actually surprised rich the amount of people who've asked me that question and since the loss of saturday i was in the superdome before heading over here to to augusta national and I, at age 75, you just can't come back from that. And I have to say this, and just I sat right across from Hubert Davis in that game, and he was so intensely engaged in every single possession, and the refs kept warning him to back it down. And I mean, he did not take one possession off. And I remember covering him with the Knicks, and he was not really that kind of persona. And so I was a little surprised at that. And then I looked across the floor at Coach K who was really sitting on his stool for, for most of that game. And I have to say, uh, being honest, that their age difference, that, that was in my mind. And, and so I, I just, there is no way. I don't think the school could really even let him come back after the farewell tour. It's like, there's just no way that could even be a, a possibility. Even if he wanted to, I, I believe the school would say, absolutely not. You know, we can't. We can't uh, just really what we just went through for a year. No, I, I don't think that would be allowed. Frankly, it's, it's his court, Ian. He's, his name's on the court. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, right. But I mean, listen, they ha- he had to constantly field questions about the pre-announcement, announcing the announcement in advance, and a lot of people were critical of that they go through this for a year. I I just don't think the university could run that back. <laughs> I think there's just no way. Tom Brady coming back, I, I would have been shocked if he didn't come back um, based on a, one past conversation I had with him for one, but just he, he was one of the best players in the NFL at age 44, so why wouldn't you come back? But, yeah, not after a victory tour. You, you can't you, – there's just no coming back from that. So I, I never thought that was – there was any possibility of that happening. Coach K, author of uh, book, Coach K, Mike Krzyzewski, the, uh, the uh, um, rise and reign of Mike Krzyzewski, author, you know, Connor here on the Rich Eisen Show. And just like Jim Nance, uh, you went from New Orleans to Augusta. Um, so uh, I, I can't believe it, man. And, 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 and I've learned, you know, when it comes to Tiger or Jordan, right, those are the two guys that just leap to mind. Kobe, may he rest in peace. The, the, it, you can't put anything past him, but... I mean, really, 14 months after almost losing your leg in a car accident, and here he is saying, I think I can win the Masters, and I have to believe him because he's Tiger Woods, and he believes it. I can't can't even put it in perspective, Ian. I'll I'll leave it up to you to try and do that. Well, that was was the very column I just sent into my office about an hour ago, uh, (laughs) that if Tiger Woods says it, you have to – if he believes it, then I think you need to believe it too. Now, Ben Hogan did win the U.S. Open after uh, nearly being killed by a Greyhound bus uh, 16 months after that. This is Tiger now, what, less than 14 months it'll be to try to pull this off. And circumstances were a little different, of course. But his right leg was almost amputated, and here he is. Now, in December, you recall when he played with his son, Charlie, and the father-son, the PNC, 
as far as hitting the ball, he looked good. He's hitting 350-yard drives, and it was the walking, of course, and still the case today. That's the problem. But unlike some of the other great athletes you referenced and others, his sport doesn't require him to run. His, his sport just requires him to, to walk from one moment to the next, and he delivers his greatness in a stationary position, standing still, and so he's allowed to – he has the opportunity to pull this off. Do I think he can win Sunday? Yes. I'm sorry. If Tiger Woods believes it, then I think after, I was there in 2019. I, I didn't really – I had a hard time believing that he could do that. <laughs> but, but after pulling that off and winning 82 times and, – and listen, 14 years ago, he won the U.S. Open and played 91 holes in the U.S. Open and won on one leg. His other leg, his left leg, had an ACL tear and two stress fractures in it. So, Yes. Can he win Sunday? I absolutely believe he can. Well, I mean, Jim Nance, again, with whom we just hung up, Ian O'Connor said that he sat down with Tiger for a special that's airing uh, on Sunday on CBS an hour before their uh, the last day's broadcast. Uh, he sat down with him about a month ago, had no indication that this was possible, and that their, their, their interview time got pushed a little bit because Tiger was in the middle of a workout. He said it lasted four hours. And I, I cannot imagine. Do we have any, do we have any details as, as to what he's done? I mean, again, th- this man had open fractures of his tibia fibula. I mean, his his foot was crushed. I mean, w- do we have any concept of what his regimen has been to get to this point? Uh, the specifics he's not gotten into. Now, it's it's clear that he can't. And I've talked to people close to him. He can't. He used to get to the course so early. Like, for instance, yesterday, I was on the first tee box at, like, 6.59 a.m. before it was still dark because the old Tiger, he'd get out there as early as possible to get his work in, and I thought there was a chance he might do that. Well, he didn't end up teeing off until 2.45 in the afternoon. Somebody close to him said to me, you know, Tiger with these injuries, it, it takes him a while to get his day started. He needs a lot of prep work and rehab and, and physical therapy in the morning to get that motor going. And so I think it's been obviously very extensive. He said his surgeons gave him an opportunity, and now he has to endure the pain to sort of seize that opportunity to win this tournament. And it's interesting to me that his tea time Thursday, I knew they, were, they were, would give him early Thursday, late Friday, to give him the best chance to recover from Thursday. It reminds me of that Jimmy Connors run at the U.S. Open when he was, what, 38, 39 years yeah. old, and they kept giving him night matches yes. to give him the best chance. Um, but I think at 10, what, he's teeing off at 10.34 on Thursday, that gives him an opportunity to have a few hours in the morning to just be able to be ready for that. And I don't know if that factored into the Masters' uh, tee time decision there, but uh, he's obviously gone through hell to, to get to this point. To me, and I remember in November, December, when he, we saw him publicly, he, he looked physically bigger up top. So I think he did a lot of upper body work. And, yeah, his strength is off the charts in his upper body. And, and so now it's just a question of walking. Fred Couples said yesterday he looks phenomenal the way he's hitting the ball. It's as good as basically anybody, Justin Thomas included. It's just can he walk 72 holes? on one good leg like he walked 91 holes on one good leg 14 years ago to win the U.S. Open. But the bottom line is if anybody can do it, it's this guy, uh, right? I mean, it's just that's it. I can't believe it. I can't believe the 25th anniversary of his of his first win there, too. Uh, uh, they must be over the moon 
uh, ESPN, CBS, the, the, the folks at Augusta National, they must be out of their minds over the moon that this has happened, <laughs> you know? Right. Uh, CBS didn't get Coach K in the national championship game. <laughs> right. uh, they get Tiger Woods uh, Sunday on the back nine with a chance to win. I, I, again, I was here in 2019. I've been doing this for 36, 37 years. That's the best sporting event I've ever covered. Right. And if he wins this, that'll make, I think I wrote in my column, 2019 feel as small as a range ball. I mean, this would be just, ridiculously unbelievable, but because Tiger Woods says it can happen, just like Michael Jordan or Serena Williams or Tom Brady, yes. they have so much credibility. If they say it can happen, then I have to believe it, too. I'm glad you mentioned Serena. I should have mentioned her before. That she's exactly perfect. It's a perfect person to mention. I mean, Phelps, right? I mean, that, that, yeah. that, that, that's who we're talking about here. That's the level we're talking about here. And I, I'm, I'm jealous and uh, appreciative uh, of, uh, of you and, uh, and for you to, 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 to join here, Ian. So uh, for my colleague to my right, um, who, who's a Duke Met fan, um, you know, he's still feeling it, the pain, TJ Jefferson. Uh, can you tell TJ who's starting for the Mets? Who's the opening day starter for the Mets right now? Is it you or is it me? Who is it? Who is it, Ian? What do you got for me? Yeah, I don't know. I, don't know. Uh, I, I live. My wife of uh, many years is, mm-hmm. is died and died with the Mets. We watch every game at home, and mm-hmm. uh, she can't believe the Grom is hurt again, and now Scherzer's status. And yeah, it's uh, tough. She's very happy that Buck Showalter is the manager of the Mets. She should and, be. I love that guy. I th- by the way, great hire. I think he's perfect. I think he's yeah. terrific. Honestly. And listen, he, he, Buck, Buck thought he was going to win the World Series in New York in, in 94, and, and the World Series was taken away from him and everybody else. But he thought, so this is a, another chance for him to win in New York. I do think he, he wouldn't admit this publicly, but I do think that Joe Torre taking over and winning all those championships with his Yankees team, yep. uh, that, that hurt. So he, here's, a, here's an opportunity for Buck to uh, deliver in New York. I think he will. Uh, but yeah, it's it's unbelievable that uh, the Mets, only the Mets, it seems, has uh, this this run of of bad luck. And Degrom, uh, let's hope he's back sooner rather than later. Yeah, uh, thanks for the call, Ian O'Connor. Uh, enjoy it. We'll chat down the line. But uh, have a great time in Augusta. Have a great thanks time. Thanks a lot, Rich. Yeah, you got thanks. it. That's Ian O'Connor joining us here on the Rich Eisen Show. How about that? He gets, he said he got there before daybreak to see Tiger, and Tiger didn't show up till two forty five. First tee times are going to be what, like 7.30 in the morning, 8 in the morning, right? Yeah, it's pretty early. So they gave him a nice cushion there and then gave him the late tee time Friday to have a good recovery. Yeah, the first group's at 8 a.m. Eastern. Okay. 8 a.m. There you go. There you go. Jose Maria Olathabal. Oh, is that right? Olathabal? Yeah. And who is Tiger playing? Well, let's take a break. We'll talk about this okay, and take great. phone calls when we come back right here on the Rich Eisen Show. What a fun, wild Tuesday this turned out to be. Jim Nance going through a Dunkin' Donuts drive-thru. <laughs> Words I never thought I'd say. <laughs> Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests were is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time. 
Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit GameTime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, Callaway Rogue Irons. Boy, do we love talking about all of the clubs and all of the equipment that Callaway offers. And these Rogue Irons are fantastic. They didn't just create the longest irons ever with the new Rogue ST. They made their longest irons ever perform at the highest level for every player. There's four different offerings of the Rogue ST irons. the uh, Each model using artificial intelligence on high strength 450 steel, the only irons ever to do so. The Rogue ST Max is the most popular iron of the bunch, designed for the widest range of players because of its refined game improvement shaping, an incredible combination of speed, forgiveness, and all-around performance. That's just a very highfalutin way of saying, Rich, you stink, use these. <laughs> but for you low to mid-range uh, single-digit handicappers, the Rogue ST Pro will give you that hollow body construction and a sleek, compact player's shape. The best game improvement model is the Max OS. There's the Max OS Lite, the most forgiving high-launch iron. No other irons perform like the new Rogue ST irons, folks. Find your Rogue ST irons at CallawayGolf.com slash GoRogue. Congratulations to TJ Jefferson. You won the, uh, the Rich Eisen Show Bracket challenge. I did. That included I me, I mean, you, uh-huh. Brockman, Del Tufo, um, Adam, our call screener, yep. Mike Hoskins, who's at the controls, um, Sean Mitchell, who's uh, one of our top producers, top producer in the game. Yep. And I'm just saying that to buck him up because he finished in DFL. Um, he was not good. Uh, ben Lyons, ben who Lyons. sits in in this chair yep. on occasion. Yep. Um, and then, um, there you go. Uh, Hoskins finished second. TJ finished first. First. Um, Free Taylor Swift. Who wrote, who's Free Taylor Swift? That's Del Tufo. Del Tufo. Okay. Is that the only one not invited? Um, look who finished, (laughs) look who finished in fourth. My daughter Taylor finished in fourth in front of Adam Chudwin, our call screener. The holy aesthetic one is, um, is Xander. Okay, Zan likes using the word aesthetic a lot. Um, there's me. He beat me. And, oh, boy, he beat his brother, Coop. Look out. But the reason why we're pointing out again Taylor, um, she finished fourth even though she chose Baylor because it rhymed with her name. But outside of taking Michigan to win its first round contest, she chose Chalk the very rest of the way. And interestingly enough, Rock Chalk Jayhawk won it all. Great strategy. Well, I guess maybe that's what you should do from now on. Just do it. One year, just do it. Just, just Put all four ones in and just go for and it. Go and for see it. how it flies. Because 
You just it can't get it. any worse. Can't get well. <laughs> you know, let's not skim over the fact that I want like oh, I'm going to say belt. this with a tear in my eye that this oh, is the greatest day in my life. Oh, okay, oh, you're not just going to skim over the fact that I just beat nine, ten other chumps to win this. Okay, brother. Did you Let call me my tell daughter you a chump? No, I said nine and then ten because I think there you was want eleven. That doesn't matter. That know. no one cared about it. Yes, he did. Who, who didn't care about it? We filled it out at eight forty-five. You filled it out at eight forty-five. You didn't. I didn't care. know we were doing it. Well, that's on you. But How I'm just you? saying, don't let that take away from I my victory. Out right? You came in that day and was like, you "Got your bracket," and I'm like, "What bracket?" And you're like. Mark, didn't you fill out? I'm, I'm like, like, like no. sports talk radio Rich, television show. Of course, we need to fill out brackets from someone who we just didn't watch a whole video package on finishing last every year. So the fact he <laughs> filled it out an hour before or two weeks before. The fact of the matter is, he probably would have lost. Okay, but the champ is here. All right, acknowledge me. You watch zero college basketball just like we did. How you do got you know lo- what I be watching? You got lucky. <laughs> How do you know? <laughs> what do you? Are you? <laughs> we know what you're watching. We know what you're watching. Yeah, I'm watching winning time wrestling and basketball. That's it. But acknowledge me, all right? Thank you. By I the way, this thing. I think not. we should all acknowledge absolutely when T.J. Jefferson have, says it with his chest. I'm it's, absolutely it's, not acknowledging. It's That's ab- okay. I, I, I appreciate expect it. acknowledgement from you know. I appreciate you. Thank you, Rich. I you appreciate you putting me in this position so that I can get in front of this mic and Excellent. let people know how good I am. Zero I, all right? I appreciate you. The one thing I don't appreciate is you calling my daughter a chump. Well, and I didn't mean her. You, you just beat nine, yeah. ten other chumps. <laughs> you know I'm a big Taylor fan, first and foremost. Okay? I mean, so even, even you if called Taylor, two of my three children either, chumps. Either if she was the one left out, still the other two. Well, he's know. okay with Coop and Zan getting <laughs> called. That's not second thought, I'm not holding the elevators for you anymore. <laughs> well, you went to, but the champ is here, so you have to hold the elevator for me. Don't I'm just saying. Care. You care. You all care. <laughs> Bow down. Pay homage. Let's finally play fantasy football and see if you're actually good at this. Really? Okay. Are well, we going to do a fantasy football league this fall? Are we I think really we finally should. Uh, you know what? I've I mean, been trying for four f- years to try to get you guys to do a show league, and uh, you don't care about because it. Because I'm already in two. Okay, but here's a the deal. third is you just too much. You guys talk about it's this Alice in Chains League, right? Which yes. is great. It's a, for a, it's a great league. It's a great cost. But it's cost, got nothing yes. to do with this show. Like, I, me and Mike aren't in it. Let's do something for the show instead of... Relying on outside leads. Let's I, I, put together a Rich Eisen I show have enough. I have enough contact with Mike Del Tufo. I don't need it anymore. <laughs> well, he probably wouldn't play anyway, though. Well, I, well, I, you know I guess saying, like, your question brought me. We will never be know how good I am. Like, it's got to be 10 teams. I don't want any more. I, I'm very particular about my leagues. I don't want more than 10 football. Uh, 10, 10, I agree. More than 10 stinks in yeah. the NFL. It's, it's got to be 10. And, and who are the other people? It's got to be people I care about. I, I you know what I mean? cultivate a list for and then, and then on top of it, you know, it's just three fantasy leagues. Now it's now you many. just, it's too many. It's too many. It's okay, too many. I'm just saying, you guys lose my interest when all you talk about is the Alice and Chains League when we could we don't. be doing it. We the hardly league. talk about it. Oh, do you? Really? Hardly? Ever? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. We were running the table this year. So that's I'm sorry that about. I'm sorry that we're losing you you cause you to lose interest. Well here's what lost interest. The fact that I went with Brockman the year that you guys won the league and helped with the draft, but he refused to give me any credit I whatsoever. Didn't know that. He went helped. By the way, that's news to me. You went with him. Oh, you knew, bro. You just you, you forgot. You forgot. <laughs> but yeah. So, uh Really? I wasn't there. Me, I was talking to Nikki Bella and the I Bellas. I mean, you were there the... because the, the Bella twins were there, and you were very excited uh, about that. Now I understand. I mean, it wasn't <laughs> like Fabiano's and, finest, and, and the, you know the spread at you know uh-huh. Cantrell Manor is very top notch. It really was. Let's go to <laughs> let's go to Travis in Washington State. What's up, Travis? Sneak your car. Hey, Rich. What's going um, on? 
I had an idea about the the name of the Permani Brothers sandwich. I yes. was hearing you guys talk about it last week, and yes. I'm also a chicken par man, so good taste there. Thank but, you. Uh, I was thinking you could call it the uh, 40-yard dash, which and see if you could get Permani Brothers to put a a certain amount of the proceeds to St. Jude's for which they were sold. Oh, oh, okay, a charitable component. We yeah. like the fundraiser of it. Okay, the 40-yard dash witch. Okay, all right, I like that. Okay, Rich, I see you working. Did someone, no, that's what he said. He he suggested. I like uh, it. uh, (laughs) Somebody also suggested the Eisen Tower, right, sandwich, That was pretty good, too. That was from last week. Uh All right, well, we're workshopping it. I appreciate the thought. Uh, Travis, thanks very much. There you go. By the way, I've got to start buckling down. Time. I mean, what? <laughs> you you haven't start? started yet, bro. It's kind started of what <laughs> training? Do we have an official race date? Um, not to be announced yet, but it's it's right around the corner. Do you know? I do. Okay, so that means you should be uh, yeah. getting ready for this. Okay. Yeah, have right? we, have we done any stretching or? Oh, yeah, sure. Are you we, stretch? You know, Susie sent us a picture of the man walking on your back. Yeah. Oh yeah. I forgot. Oh, she <laughs> did. <Yeah. It's> really- <laughs> I meant, to, I meant to bring I that up the other day. <laughs> let, me, let me send this to Hoskins real quick. Really no, no, no. We, this doesn't need to oh, be put okay. on television. <laughs> so you're getting yeah. a little bit of body yeah. maintenance. Oh, That's yeah, kind no, of sure. my point. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes. I mean, I'm not, you know. Are you cutting out on the red? No. <laughs> Have you ran a straight line? Did you or not just see my Instagram photograph of <laughs> yeah, picking up six bottles of Woodson's <laughs> finest intercept? I didn't know if that was for after the race or definitely not. <laughs> or not. Uh, have we ran at all or in how? Like a straight line? <laughs> no. Have more you, than ten feet? A brisk walk? No. Oh yes, a brisk walk. Okay. Yeah, I'm hiking. Hiking okay, like I mean, walking up Runyon, or you literally have like not, a pickaxe and boots you know, and climbing up a mountain. Forty I'm yards. Not, in a straight not, line. Not, it's not like the price is right, bro. <laughs> No. This feller's not paying attention. What are our thing. expectations here? Very low. Okay. <laughs> Keep no, them low. Rich, this is for charity. We have to have high you, expectations. You know we can bet man. on this. Like, I'm trying to make a little scratch on your time. Oh, like, come on. Yeah, you, I, I keep telling you, there's 800 numbers we've got to give you, this you, guy. You, man. You, look, help. man, you're, 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 you're not very good at it. Find different ways to lose your money. Don't worry about it. By the way, it. Kansas owes me so much money. Uh, Did you have to ask Carolina? I want to oh. thank today's guests, oh. Jay Billis and Matt Corral and Joe Banner and Ian O'Connor and Jim Nance. We'll set up tomorrow's show. Hello, in a friends. Moment.